0: Law
1: Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing, brought to you in part by Member's Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Member's Choice if you live, work, or worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members' Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. I want to remind all of our listeners to please be so kind and share the on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages. Uh, all of our podcast channels and programs are available on our website, located at LoneStarContentMarket.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Today is uh, episode 46 of the Building Your Law Practice series, and we're talking about law firm websites today, and um, also how people are shopping for lawyers. So while technology is frequently changing, some things do remain the same. People still look for lawyers, and more of them are accessing attorney websites on mobile devices, and others are using their desktop at home or work. So with so many ways to connect important to keep in touch with all the potential clients and also to let them know let them know everything they need to know about you and your practice on the website. So because of the trends change, um, I'm with Jim Thompson today, and he is the author of the book, Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and Deserve to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. Later in the show, Jim is going to give us a copy of his email so we can request a copy of the ebook um, and some updates. I know he'll be talking to us about that. yeah, my name is Nick Augustine and my company, Lone Star Content Marketing, works with lawyers to help share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing their blogs, managing social media, and producing internet radio podcasts, press releases, newsletters, and more. All right, uh, time to say hi to Jim.
0: Hey Nick, how you doing down there? I guess uh, you're you're getting out of your uh, freeze spell and uh, all the snow freeze and everything thaw, else
1: Freeze Freeze It's awful. <laughs> it's just, you know we we don't get we don't get much of a winter here, but when do we get it for about two weeks? You know it's either the beginning at the November area or late February. It's just earlier in February than the 80s a couple of days, and uh, yeah, this is just immeasurable. So it's a good time to sit inside and work on marketing.
0: Good, good. I'm glad that uh, there's something uh, useful you can get out of the out of the cold. Find the lights.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always a ray of sunshine through that cloud somewhere. So in talking about websites, Jim, you know, I think the first time we ever talked about websites it was do you need a website? <laughs> um I guess we probably talked about this a lot, uh times, you know, over the years. You know, things have just changed a lot. Some uh, people spend a lot of money on websites and are afraid to go and get a new one or get it redone because they don't. Last time they spent $20,000. Maybe you don't have to do that these these days. You know, there's something, but things are changing. And just as we were talking before the show, uh, there's all these pop up ads and there's different, there's so many different things with websites and ads, and and the whole gamut is always evolving. So, uh, Jim, I look forward to hearing some of your thoughts.
0: Well, you know, Nick, the first thing I'd I'd want anybody that's listening to this program, whether it's now or at some time later, to do one thing for me, and that is to go to their website and take a look at it. And why do I say that? Well, one of the things that's very interesting, and I'll I'll, I'll also confess that I'm probably guilty of this also, you, you get your website up, it looks great and everything, you're happy with it, and a year passes and you haven't looked at it. Well, things change, but the other thing is, are you sure your website's even up? I mean, I've I've had a couple of cases fairly recently, probably in the last month, where I've I've tried to go and look on an attorney's website to kind of see what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera, and their website's not working. So I've called them up and I've said, hey, John, or whoever it happens to be, I just try to go on your website and, and what's going on? What do, you, what do you mean? I said, well, it doesn't seem to be working. And then I'd get a call back. Geez, thanks for calling. And they had no idea how long it's been down. Whether you know it just went down that day or it went down the day after it was put up. So I would, I would really make a suggestion that everybody look at their own website at least once a month, and and and, and just make sure that it's still operational and uh or, or have your secretary or, or your your paralegal whoever it is go on and just check your website out to make sure that it's it's still working properly but what we want to talk about uh today is obviously the the uh, importance of of a website some of the the things that you I think uh and I'm not I'll, I'll state right off the bat I'm not an expert on websites, uh, it's it's one of those things like uh, you know the pornography thing. I know what I like and I know it if I see it, and, and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But but and I, I'm not even going to talk about the SEO um, uh, search engine optimization aspect of it because that's totally out of my league. But I may have mentioned this before, and, and this came up oh two or three weeks ago. I was on a webinar and I may have mentioned this uh, on the program or I may not have, I don't remember, but we were talking about referrals and and one of the folks that was on referrals who was talking about referrals said, well, you know, why do you need a website? If you're getting referrals, why do you need a website? And they quoted a statistic I thought was absolutely incredible. They said 80% of the people who are referred are going to go to that person's website just to check them out. I might refer Nick and uh, t- to a friend of mine, and there's an 80% chance that they're going to go look at Nick's website. Not because mm-hmm. they don't trust me, but just because uh, they want to see a little bit more about Nick. They want to see what he does. Well, they want to make that connection. Yes, become, sir, go
1: ahead. Right. It's just become uh, second nature. It's just how we do things now. Um, go to the website access the information. Again, whether it's a new cell phone you want to buy or it's uh, an attorney you need to hire for something, they wanna see. They want to see what else is there. You know, they also want to see if a Facebook page is there. You know, you click to the website, go to the Facebook and oh someone you you already know may like that attorney on Facebook. You might send a message, hey I'm interested in uh, you know, talking to this guy. This guy yeah. You know? It could be for a, a friend of a thing. friend.
0: Yeah. But but that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, from an attorney standpoint, you've got a couple of different types of attorneys. You've got the attorneys that, yes, they want the, the, the SEO to be up there, the SEO from the standpoint of they're maybe a personal injury attorney, so they want a lot of people looking on their website. They're divorce attorneys. Uh, that type of thing, and then you got the other websites where I just mentioned, where somebody's going to go, and and want to just check you out. You may be a transactional, you may be a real estate attorney, you may be a um, uh, uh, an IP attorney, or or something of that nature. And what am I going to do when I'm referred? I'm going to go and just you know take a look at you and and, and see what you look like on on your website. Having said that. Um, what do you look like on your website? I would hope that everybody, and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the the personal things you should have on your website, but by all means have a picture of yourself somewhere on the website so that people can start to associate with you. Oh, I'm looking at Nick's picture. I'm looking at John's picture. I'm looking at Bill's picture. And, you know, they seem nice, you know. If you don't have a picture, it's kind of like the, the LinkedIn thing right now. If you don't have your picture uh-huh. on LinkedIn, nobody's going to make friends with you, or very few people. Right? You know, it's, just they, weird.
1: It's, it's just weird. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird not to have a picture out there. And it's yeah, you know, I think that's something that everyone should keep it on their desktop, have their headshot. You know, it's put it on. You know, use yep. a consistent headshot. But the other thing I want to mention is again, we always talk about referrals and people do referrals in business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And having that picture on there, people will go and look at you, and they'll say. I think I like that guy, or I don't like that guy. Um, and they'll look at that. I mean, it's people will start making those judgment calls. And I know it sounds kind of odd to sit there and have people say, well, you know, I don't want to put myself out there for criticism, but if someone's going to not naturally like you or think you look funny, <laughs> or maybe you would remind yeah. them of someone they someone they didn't like in a past, you know, situation, you know, let's dispense with that and uh, get through the natural selection process. I mean, you know, people sometimes, you know, when picking and choosing with people, maybe it's the last time you went and bought a car, you know, you might have had that annoying salesperson, not that really friendly guy that was really helpful, you know, you identify with. So, again, but putting our putting our faces on the website, I mean, what we're doing is we're just helping put it out there, who you are. And having. I think having the LinkedIn um since we're talking about it people want to scam and see who you are i mean this anyone who you know doesn't has enough information can find you on linkedin and find some basics i don't know why everyone you know is so kind of fearing it uh, yeah uh, if, they, if they don't, don't like hiding it.
0: <laughs> yeah if you don't, if they don't like what you look like um you don't want to waste your time with them anyway uh while yeah. we're kind of talking a little bit about putting your face uh to the to the website you know, I'm a, I'm a great proponent of putting a video on your website. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it used to be very expensive to do a video. Uh, obviously, you can get a professional video done for just about any price range you want to talk about. Uh, even on the lower end, you can still get a fairly decent, you know, minute and a half to two minute introductory video. And I think quite frankly, you should have that. You should have that video on it. It says, hi, I'm Jim, and I, I really want to welcome you to my website. Please take a look around. And, and, and after you do, if you have any questions, please give me a call. It can be as simple as that. You've just kind of introduced them and, and welcomed them to your website, if you will. And the the other thing when you get into the videos, if you if you really are going to get into the videos, um. You can use your iPad, your iPhone uh, to make your own videos. And I know a lot of people say, well, Jim, that doesn't look very professional. And, and it, it can be professional. Uh, you don't need the the big uh, studios and, and the expensive cameras and everything because what you really want to do, and I'm like this too. I, I, you know, I, I really don't like looking at myself when I've done a video or something like that, but it's it, Who cares? It's the content that you want to get out there. You want, to, you want to seem like you're a real person. So if you have one of these really professionally done videos, that could be fine. But if it's also one of these videos where, you know, somebody has done it for you on an iPad, and we've done a couple of these on, on, on the iPad that are up on my website, and it's get somebody that can edit them for you and they're almost as professionally done as paying twenty thousand dollars for some of these videos. And I've got some, some you, friends that I don't really want can. to think that I'm Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah,
0: I don't want them to think that I'm not trying to to, to, to downgrade some of the, the, the great work that they do. But the bottom line is you can do it and then if you start feeling comfortable doing it then go out and hire somebody to do even more videos for you. But I'm I'm going to leave that for another day when we may talk more about videos. But I want to kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that I, I really think you should think about when you're doing your website. And one of the things that really stands out for me is when I go and I'm looking at websites and I see the same template, you know, the courthouse, the jury box, the gabble, You know, and everybody's got the same template, you know. Why? Why not differentiate yourself? You go on and and especially here in Chicago, everybody's got a picture of the skyline of Chicago. And it's (laughs) like, why are you doing this? You know, people know where you are. And if they don't know where you are, I don't know why they're even on your website to start off with. So you got this nice. Um, you know, picture of the skyline of Chicago looking in from the lake, and really, what does that tell somebody? You got a jury box. What does that tell somebody? You know, have a nice little logo if you want, or have something that's that's interesting on your website. You know, don't don't have these standardized pictures that everybody else has. I'll let you think outside the box on that because I'm, I'm I'm not again uh, going to tell you what to put on your website other than what I think you shouldn't put on your website.
1: One of no, those things, a, you know. I have a one that you shouldn't put up on your website, but go first, and then I'll tell you mine.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: All right, here's the thing that annoys me: these pop-up chat boxes. Um, it's from, you know, if it's just it's bothersome. I think you know the little person pops up. I see you are on the website. Would you like to chat with someone now? And uh, you know, enter your information. And I guess that they are capturing your uh, it's a way to capture someone's email and contact information, but those chat things, I mean, unless you've got someone who's like right there ready to go, if there's like any moment of a delay, it can just really be irksome. Uh so you yeah, know, I've heard a lot of people complain that they don't like those like pop up old chat with the person dialogue boxes.
0: <laughs> well, one of the interesting things on the uh the pop up chat boxes is I wish I could hire the person that pops up all the time because that person, be it he or she, seems to be on 25 different websites. It's always the same (laughs) pop-up, you know, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, this looks familiar. Oh, get to the next website. Oh, it's the same girl popping up saying, can I help you? Would you like to chat? You know, but (laughs) I'm pretty much much against the pop-ups. If they work, that's fine. This is just a personal thing. But if something bothers you, Think about how it might bother some potential client that, that might be looking mm-hmm. at your website. And, again, this goes to if you're a personal injury lawyer, maybe you want that more than obviously if you're a real estate or transactional lawyer. Sure.
1: Well, um, you know, yeah, I was going to say bankruptcy, for example, or some of these, uh, I know there's one pop-up ad. I, I, I see this guy does um, uh, alcohol and drug-related driving offenses, and he's a defense lawyer. And, you know, so st- st- a lot of the stuff like that, you know, people pop up and see if they're not, you know, it's different from, uh, you know, you're going to go get divorced and a family law attorney is going to be deeply entrenched in your personal life, you know, versus someone who gets you out of a ticket or, you know, gets you a bankruptcy filing. You know, that's a, you know, maybe the pop up things there too. you got to remember who's the, I always think, I always think, who's the audience? Who's trying to find me? Where are they going to run into my, into my, web, links to my website? Where are they going to run into, you know, anything about me? And, you uh, just have to, Sometimes we always think about how we would access use websites, and we're not thinking about those clients, you know, especially if you have a high-volume uh, bankruptcy law practice, for example.
0: Yeah. One of the things that, that is a turnoff, I think, to a lot of people is where somebody comes on their website, and if they do video or even if it's written, and they talk about how great they are you know, where they went to law school and they were number two in their class and they've done this and they've done that and all the other stuff. Kind of they're they're giving their own testimonial. And let me say this, two things. If you can do it and you should be able to do it, get testimonials from your clients, the people that you served. Uh, You know, if it's a written testimonial, that's fine. If it's a video testimonial, that's even better. That seems to be one of the things that's that's, that's going on. Yeah. But one of the things, please, please, please don't do this, is have a little section on your website where it says testimonials, right? And you go to that, and it goes under construction. Now, the guy's been in business for 20 years, 15 years, but his testimonials are still under construction. What does that tell you? Yeah. Please, please, please take that off. I mean, if you don't have any testimonials, don't have a section that says testimonials and that type of thing. No,
1: what else, um, no, no, else. I always look for, uh, Jim, is a copyright date. I notice if the copyright date's a few years old and stale. I don't know. No one's been on that website for a while. Yeah. I mean, well, no one's been in it, so I should say, like, with content.
0: Well, the other thing, too, and, and you kind of a little touched uh, a little bit, is if you're going to put a blog on your website, you know, keep it current. Uh, don't let me go to your blog and see that uh you know the last time, and please don't look at my website right now because it's been not been updated um i I'll, I'll tell <laughs> a tale on
1: myself but was that saying how does that do
0: yeah, yeah, don't do a blog that was a year old I mean that's the last blog you did. The other thing is um if you're going to put on your your website articles that you've written, you know don't put. The latest article that you wrote in 2009 or 2010. I mean, I look on that website and there's a bunch of articles on there. Hey, that's great. The last article that you wrote was um, 2011.
1: Hmm. And so it hasn't been very specific
0: since
1: then. Yeah. <laughs> I think 'cause not because in most uh, mostly especially I think of WordPress, um, if, if you to the extent you're navigating your own uh, blog there. Um I turn the data off. So nothing to do to turn the data off. But uh, if you know that you can put out, you know, articles frequently uh and can commit to that, I'd say leave the data on. Um, but the other thing I want is having a social media feeds right there on the website as well as a blog uh uh, for example, if you have a Twitter account and use that, or, or Facebook, you can put those right on the blog. And uh, mm-hmm. the more active that's good because the search engine robots know we, we're not going to SEO is its own, it's its own animal. But sure. we want things on our website that are stat, that are not static. We want to be. We want the search engine crawlers to come back.
0: Yeah, and 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 then thing with regard to your bio. You know, you go and, and you the attorney's bio, and and to the extent that you can put a decent bio up, you don't really get bragging about, you know, what you did in law school and how you were third in your class and on law review, because people don't even care about what is, what is law review. The average person doesn't even have a clue. You know, you were third yeah. in your class, so what? That type it's of thing. Nice. But, but one of the things I think is, is somewhat important, and at least it's important to me, From the standpoint, when I go on somebody's website and I look at where they went to law school, but I also look at where they went to college. And the reason for that is sometimes there is a connection. I look at somebody's website, and I I see where they went to college. I went, oh, I'm an alumni of that college. That makes an instant connection with someone. So I want to call Nick up, or I want to send Nick an email, and I say, hey, Nick, this is Jim. You don't know who I am, but we went to the same schools. And there's that instant connection. I remember, and and it's it's amazing, I went to uh, uh, an event, I met a lawyer a while back, and he was going to Notre Dame to get an MBA. And I asked him, I said, why are you going to Notre Dame to get an MBA? You're in family law. And he says, well, you know, but he says, Jim, think about this. Who has the largest alumni network in the world? Notre Dame. You don't put Notre Dame or wherever you went to school if you're in Texas, University of Texas, or wherever, And that is going to make a connection. Sometimes they don't even care about anything else, that they just went to the same school you did. So please put that in. Um, But don't don't sound bragging. And I I see these attorneys go, you know, I, I, I was this and I was that, and I was this and I was that, and I was this and I was that. Hey, people don't care. People care what you're going to be able to do for them. Having said that, your website, if you're going to provide a decent website, should be educational. For instance, if you're a bankruptcy attorney, let people know what a Chapter 11 is, what a Chapter 7 is, what a Chapter 13 is, basically what it's going to take, what are some of the rules and regulations in a, in a common sense or in a, a layman's term language of bankruptcy, uh, personal injury, or if you're a divorce lawyer, you know, Have a little uh, blurb, if you will, about, will I have to pay alimony? Will I have to pay child support? If so, how much? What about community property? And educate the people. Because when they're looking at your website and you're educating them, you are doing them a service. And so they go to the next website and there's nothing there to help them with their questions. You go to the next one. There's nothing there to help them with the questions. Guess what? They're going to come back to your website. So make sure that with your website you have enough material material on there that you are basically educating them. What what? Are, and in in I've had clients uh, attorney clients of mine say, Well, what do I put up there? I go, What are your five or ten frequently asked questions. When right. somebody comes into your office, what do they want to know? And, again, I use the example of uh, a divorce practice. You know, clients want to know, you know, how long is it going to take? Uh, am I going to have to pay child support? What about child visitation? What about alimony? Uh, that, those are questions. What questions are they, they? your clients normally asking you? And guess what? That's what you want to put up there because, and and don't worry about giving them all the answers because if you give them, they're going to find it anyway. I mean, I can go, you know, and pop up Illinois uh, divorce law, boom, and I can find out about child support and what it's going to, you know, the, the guidelines, et cetera. You want to be the one that tells them that. Oh, this lawyer really cares about me, he's taking the time to educate me. He's not just looking for me to call him on a, or make an appointment to come in and see him so I can ask him about child support and he can bill me at $250, 300 $400 an hour. You want to help your clients understand. And think about this. The more they understand, the more educated they are, the less time they're going to take when they come in to see you. So the bottom line is the more you can let them know up front in short little blurbs. Now, if if, if you can't do... The, the video, and we've talked about video before where where you do a short little minute, minute and a half video talking about child support, child custody, all the other stuff, then at least have it written. And, you know, and don't make it long. Make it, you know, so that they can read it in two or three minutes. And then if they want to know more, guess what? They're calling you. That's what you want to do. The thing you want to be able to do with your website is get them to call you, get them to start that know, like, and trust factor.
1: You were gonna say something next, right? And yeah, you you know, when you're telling them, you know, just website copy right now, um, that content should be something that explains what you do, but not so complex. Um, that the people, because what you don't want to do is make your reader feel stupid or unintelligent, or you know, Mm -hmm. put it in basic, plain English, general, general statements, but that you know, obviously that. Here's some examples, but it's complex. Uh, you know, I sometimes use bankruptcy as an example. You can yeah. explain the general things, but there's I mean, there's so many little other sub rules and exceptions and all that that, you know, trying to navigate it on your own as a pro se a person without an attorney. I mean, it, some practice areas are just you know pretty hairy. So, um, mm-hmm. but again, you don't. I see some people put you know things on there like you know you talked about law review. Sometimes these attorney web pages look like law review articles. And I'm just wondering if the person who is writing that web page is, you know, just dumping I don't know where that content came from. I mean I will say so, stress something very important. When any you're whenever you're working with a website developer, that person's gonna ask you for uh the content you know, or they'll write it for you. Be careful with that. Um mm. who knows what you might get, but uh, it's important to have that. That should all be original content on that on your website. I mean, not from somewhere else, and not some copy and pasted anything. Not some of these long, long, long articles. That and I understand that the reason behind that is the more words on the page, the better it is for search engine optimization. That's the argument. But you're gonna turn people away, and there's, they're gonna see it. there's too much text. You know, <laughs> like break it up. Put some headings in there. Like you know, people are so afraid of white space. They think they need to cram every bit of the website with something somewhere. And, um, you know, I always say, go and look at some of the bigger companies out there, um, bigger brands, you know. Look at their websites. They have a lot of white space. It's pleasant. A lot of money goes into something being pleasing um, because it's if it's, if the experience of the website is pleasing and that thing is navigable and you can get around, you know, if the About Us tab says About Us, and not something quirky, And cute, you know, I mean, people get annoyed by things like that. Uh, Just make it navigable, make it easy, make it in plain English, be honest, put yourself out there. I don't know. I think this is good stuff, Jim. I like talking about this.
0: Well, you know, the other thing, too, and you kind of touched on it just briefly, is if you're going to have somebody to develop your website, ask them if they've ever developed an attorney's website before. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people out there doing websites that have no clue whatsoever that what should be in an attorney's website. Now, having said that, um, if you're going to do your own website, which some attorneys are, are capable of doing, or they're go- you're going to hire a company to do your website for you, and, and you want certain things on your website, go to the research. Go and look at other people's websites and see what, oh, I like that, I don't like that, I like that, boy, that's really nice. Make a list of the things you would want in your website, and then go to your website developer. Hopefully, you pick a website developer that's done attorneys' websites before. However, having said that, sometimes when you get uh, developers who have done attorney websites before, they all seem to be a lot, a lot of the same. They're the cookie cutter. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. I've done this website and this website for this attorney looks like the website for this attorney, for this attorney, for that attorney. So you want to stay away from that type of thing. But on the other hand, you want somebody that may have developed a good looking website for, you know, and here's the other thing. While we're talking about that, when, when you're talking to a website developer, make sure, I know this sounds very, very stupid and a lot of people don't do it, but make sure you say, Hey, Nick, Give me four or five of the websites you developed so I could take a look at them. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't go buy a car without getting in and test driving it. Why would you go and have somebody do your website without even looking at
1: this? At what they may have done before, which may oh. or may
0: not be attorneys' websites, but you know, uh, you another need to look question
1: to ask. Right. Yeah, another question to ask them too, Jim, is who has who has ownership of the website? Um, that's a big, big, big deal. Ooh. Um yeah. you know, and uh and especially to trademark and copyright attorneys. I mean my you know, with uh you you know, who who's writing the content on the website, who's who owns that. I mean if the these are things to uh talk about. These are things that anyone, you know, could contact Jim or could contact me myself and look one of us up and uh, you know, shoot some of these things off. You know, the other thing real quick that's in my head is uh um, email addresses some people choose not to put their email address on the website because it could open them up to spam or potential hacking problems um, and I'm not an expert on that by any means but the other thing to with email some sometime, sometimes people really prefer to have the little um, not the pop-up chat box like I talked about earlier but the form submission where you type in your name address email and your question or subject matter those can be nice because they'll send an email right to the uh, to the individual, but you have to be careful because, for example, with family law, if uh, someone is trying to divulge all their uh, intimate secrets through those website submissions and emails to all these lawyers, I've seen that where they'll try to knock out all the other high-profile attorneys in town or whatever by sort of, uh, you know, creating a conflict problem. So, again, there's so much to think about, you know, talk to Jim, talk to me, talk to someone, but, um, you know, if you haven't done a website in a while or your website is stale, if your copyright notice doesn't say 2015, you're probably missing out on something.
0: Yeah, one more quick thing, we're almost out of time, but if you have a website and maybe you don't want your your, web, your your email address with your website on it, but I would certainly recommend that you do that. And I saw one the other day, very few and far between on this one, but John Smith at AOL. Wow. Yeah. When was the last time you... Now, you know, some people use Gmail. They'll have a website on their business card, but their their email address is Gmail or something like that. I'm going... Why don't you just be a little more professional and have your email with the same address as your website? Right. Uh, you it know, is maybe like you have the good reason.
1: We talked about. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sure. just like the website we talked about, and uh, the you know what is it? I have the the Google Mail for that as well, and I what well, I have GoDaddy and Gmail. You know what I think the Gmail is like four dollars a month, and all these other things, yeah. I and mean, the price is not. It's, it's really not a if you're going to be in business and you can spend money on gas to drive to work, you know, you can afford to do some of these things. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I understand yeah. being thrifty, but you know, there's a level, I mean, it just, it, cause it's, it. a lot of people look at a lot of, like I always say, you know, um, you know what people uh, will, you know, the people will drive a, a fancy car up to the courthouse, but that has some crappy office, but uh, anyway. Um,
0: or, the yeah.
1: or their office in the yeah. car. Or their office in the car, you know, who knows, so. Uh, Jim, yeah, let me, let me go run, ahead. Before we uh, say, Tyler, your, uh, your uh, email for the book and all that.
0: Sure. Yeah, send me an uh, email at JET, J E T, at com, and I will be glad to send you the e book, uh, which um, uh, is in the process of being revised with a couple of uh, additional chapters. But uh, I'll be glad to send that on out to you, and uh, then when the revision comes out, you'll also get a copy of it but uh, please please feel free to send me an email and if you have a question you know if i can help you fine if not i probably have some resources that i can direct you to that that might get you the answers or yeah, same with nick if 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 you have a question uh with regard to marketing and copyright and and that type of thing you know give nick a, a shout on an email and and we'll be glad to help you guys out
1: all right. Well, thank you all for your time and again please do share the shows and other people's uh feeds because as they run into them they get to learn all sorts of great tips and good things. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then, Jim.
0: Okay, Nick, stay warm down in Texas.
1: I will, I plan to. But I know.